Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, this is Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and you're listening to podcast number 15. Today we're going to talk about before you rescue, what should you consider? We focused a lot on different types of birds and on having birds as pets, and um, I've talked a lot about all the differences between the different bird breeds, what you might want to think about, how you should do your research. We haven't talked a whole lot about where would you get a bird if you were thinking of taking one into your home as a pet. Um, certainly there are stores out there that have wonderful birds for sale. Um, there are some amazing breeders, but I did want to focus today on rescuing birds. There are so many birds out there that need homes. Um, unfortunately, too many people see birds in stores or see birds out there and they they are just enthralled and, and don't do their research and think, oh, that bird is so beautiful. It's so interesting. It talks. It's so intelligent. I just have to have it. And then they bring the bird home and they really don't do the research ahead of time. They don't understand how much care these birds require, how much time they require, how much interaction, how much time out of their cage, how loud these birds can be, how messy they can be. Um, all the requirements that, you know, if you're going to have a bird, you need to know before you bring that bird into your home. And unfortunately, many, many birds end up being given up, um, like cats and dogs, to shelters and to rescue groups. And some birds never ever make it out of these groups um, because they, you know, have these ongoing issues and uh, having a bird is a huge, huge commitment. So I do recommend that if you are going to consider a bird as a pet, that you think long and hard and do your research. Now, birds can be phenomenal pets if you're really willing to put in that time. So um, one place I would definitely recommend if you're considering getting a bird as a pet is your local bird rescues. Um, there are many of them all around the country and all around the world. And if you're thinking of a particular type of bird, you can typically go online um, or you can go to your local bird club if there are bird clubs in your area and um, look for a rescue. Many of the rescues specialize in particular species, of particular breeds of birds. Um, you know, there are cockatoo rescues and conure rescues and cockatiel rescues. Some rescues have mixed breeds of birds, you know, all different types of birds. Um, it just really depends on how extensive the rescue is, how many birds they have. I mean, some birds will have 10 birds and some birds will have, some uh, rescue places will have a thousand birds. Um, there are some places that have acres and acres of property and a lot of, uh, 
a lot of space outside where they will have aviaries and staff and multiple people working. And then there will be rescue groups where there may be, you know, two or three or four people working and they're in someone's home. So there are large rescues and small rescues. And, you know, what I would encourage you that if you're going to uh, adopt a bird from a rescue group, that you go and you visit the rescue. Um, Certainly you can make initial contact with them uh, online or on the phone, but you really want to see where the bird is coming from before you take that bird into your home. I don't recommend that, you know, you, you contact a rescue group over the phone and then you have that bird flown to you on a plane or driven to you in a car. I think it's important that you get as much information about that rescue group and ideally visit the rescue if they'll let you do that. Um, when you're working with a rescue group, you'll hear certain words like fostering and rehoming. Um, these are different terms. Fostering is typically, uh, you know, it works sort of like with children. Um, with birds, people will take um, a bird into their home and take care of it as a foster bird for a period of time before the bird can find a permanent home. Sometimes this is a matter of days to weeks to months, and occasionally it can even be years before that foster bird finds a permanent home. Rehoming is where the bird actually gets a permanent home and is adopted um, and is kept as a pet. So those are different terms. Um, If you are looking to sort of try to see if a type of bird is right for you, I would definitely recommend considering becoming a foster parent for a bird so that you could try to see if this bird is right for you and and see if you're a match, if your lifestyle matches this bird's um, and whether the two of you get along and and whether this is a good fit. Um, There are rescue groups that will let you foster a bird before you officially adopt it to see if the fit is right. And then, you know, you can visit foster homes. There are certain people who are not necessarily the the main rescue organization, but are serving as foster parents. And you can, for a bird, and you can go visit the foster parents of the bird, the foster home, and see, again, um, if by visiting that foster home, whether that bird is right for you. So if you're going into a home where a bird is being fostered, there are certain things that you want to look for. You want to see how the bird is interacting with the people in the foster home. Um, Are there other pets around? Is this a bird that's okay living around a dog or a cat if you have those other pets in your your house? Um, What is that bird eating in the foster home? Is it on a good nutritious diet like a pelleted diet or is it still eating a lot of seeds and nuts and you know is that going to be more work for you if you adopt that bird into your home permanently and then you have to convert it to a better diet? Um, Has that bird been handled? Uh, Is this a bird that sits in the cage all day in the foster home or is it out? Is it interactive? Is it social? Um, How comfortable does the bird seem? So you can learn a lot about what you might be getting into if you go to the foster home and watch that bird in its cage for a while, watch the foster family interact with that bird. Um, you know, is this a bird that lives solo in its own cage? It is never around other birds or is it comfortable being around other birds? You might have other birds in your home and you may be wanting to adopt a, a second or a third bird. So bringing a, a new bird in from a foster home, you have to consider that. Is that bird going to be comfortable with your existing birds? So these are all things you would want to consider and and typically not things that people do consider when they're thinking of bringing a bird into their home. They, they just think, oh, I get the bird and I bring him home 
and all is well. Well, remember the social dynamics of birds are, are very complicated. Birds live in flocks of hundreds, hundreds to sometimes thousands of birds in the wild. And um, they may not be comfortable with uh, other animals in their house. They may not be comfortable with people. They may have come from rough situations where they were abused um, and don't love people. I, I certainly see birds in my practice where I hear, oh, you know, that bird doesn't like men. Um, maybe that bird had a, a bad experience with a man or that bird doesn't like people with glasses. Um, maybe the previous home that the bird was in and was abusive and the people who owned that bird had glasses. Um, I'll never forget, I had, uh, I used to do house calls on a family um, that, with a family that had finches in their home and those finches um, had had a really bad experience um, being in a room that was red so these finches that were now in a much better situation they were very fearful of the color red so I was never allowed to wear red clothing when I was doing a house call and checking out these birds not something that typically we would think about but you know the family that had these birds now were very attuned to the fact that red made their birds uncomfortable so red was banished from the house and it was not something that was in the bird room. Um, if you are going to visit a foster home and you're considering uh, adopting a foster bird, or if you're going directly to the rescue, um, not only do you want to find out, you know, what they're eating, how often they eat, what their favorite treats are, um, if they're on pellets, what brand of pellets are they eating, um, what kind of toys do they like, are they shredders, do they like cardboard, do they like wood, um, do they like uh, leather, these are all things, you know, cork, these are all different textures that birds typically like, and maybe there are particularly favorite toys that hang out in the cage with this bird, that if you do bring that bird home, you want to certainly bring with you to make the bird feel more comfortable when it arrives in your home. Um, you want to find out obvious things like, do they know how old the bird is? Is this a young bird or is this a bird that's been around for a couple of decades? It can be very hard when you're looking at the bird to tell their age. Young birds and older birds can look very, very similar. So it's really almost impossible sometimes unless you have some history on the bird to know, you know, how old it is. Um, once they become adults, it's really hard to tell whether a bird is, you know, two or three years old or 10 years old often. Um, you want to find out about the history of the bird. Where did it come from? Was it in a, a home before? Were there children in the home? You know, some birds get along great with children and other birds are very, very stressed out by children. Children run around a lot. They're loud and they're, they're very active and a lot of quick moving little bodies sometimes will scare some birds. Um, birds sometimes have had bad experiences and have been traumatized by children. So, you know, bringing a bird like that into a home with lots of very active children probably isn't the best situation. Um, you want to find out if the bird has any medical issues. Uh, a lot of birds end up in foster care and, and in a rescue situation because the previous owners just don't have the finances or the time or the energy to take care of birds with special needs. Birds that may need medication daily or that need to go to the veterinarian often for an ongoing medical issue. Um, certainly, you know, you would ask these questions if you were adopting a child or if you were adopting a cat or a dog. Um, you should uh, certainly ask 
ask these same questions if you're adopting a bird. Um, birds can live long, long, long times, you know, many, many dozens of years, particularly if they're large birds. So before you get into a situation where you're going to have to provide medical care over the long term to a bird, you really want to get the details of what does that mean? Um, does the bird have, uh, you know, some kind of hormonal problem or does it require a special diet or, you know, again, there are a lot of issues with birds that can be managed, but not all people are comfortable managing these types of issues over the long run. Um, you do want to find out too, has there been a particular veterinarian caring for this bird? You know, many veterinarians develop long lasting bonds with birds and birds may pass from one owner to another, but the veterinarian is the consistent link through this passage of owner to owner. So that veterinarian may be the best person for you to talk to about what this bird's history is like, what kind of medical issues it's had, has it been sick before, has it needed medication or a particular treatment, has it had an injury, has it had a broken wing or a leg or something that might impact its ability to move around and, and something that could cause arthritis or problems later on in life for this bird. That's something that you, if you can find out the veterinarian and get the bird's medical records, um, you know, it, it would be an important thing for you as a new owner to know about. Um, Certainly once you're looking at the bird, as you would be, you know, doing this with a dog or a cat or any other pet, you want to just watch the bird in the cage before you even handle it in a foster home or in a rescue. Um, sometimes if you're looking at birds initially online, there'll be videos of birds that you can watch. And you want to see a bird that's bright-eyed and active and attentive to its surroundings. You don't want to see a bird that's sitting there quiet and fluffed up that might indicate the bird is sick. You want to see a very... Um, alert bird, somebody who, you know, some uh, birds should be very attentive and sort of almost on guard when they're around new people. So if you're seeing this bird for the first time, the bird should be really focused on you and, and a little defensive. And that's really very normal for a bird. Um, if the bird is very lethargic and quiet and not paying attention to you, that can indicate there might be a problem. Um, you, obviously, you want to look at the bird for any outward signs of illness, things like feather picking. Um, birds should have beautiful, sleek, um, vibrant color feathers. Uh, if you see missing patches of feathers, um, red irritated skin, dry peeling skin, anything like that, which can indicate either a behavioral problem or truly a medical problem underlying feather picking. That's something you want to inquire about. Get as much information as you can. Some birds will actually start to pick when they're in a rescue group or a foster home because They've been through a bad experience. They're stressed. Um, they're unhappy. And they start to pick on themselves their feathers. They'll pluck their feathers. They'll even injure their own skin. They'll mutilate their own skin. And they'll unfortunately, can, they can even cause wounds in their own skin. And this is something that happens as a result of being um, you know, given up to a shelter and not something that was necessarily happening before. But you want to inquire about that as much as you can. Um, you want to look at the cleanliness of the cage and of the surroundings. How well are these birds being kept uh, uh, how well the, are these birds being cared for? Are they uh, overcrowded? And is there a situation where the bird might be at risk of developing a disease from lack of cleanliness and, and sharing confined quarters with other birds? So that's an important thing. You can learn a lot about how well the bird has been cared for by looking at the bird's surroundings. The cage should be clean. There should be fresh water and food. Um, the perches should not be all caked with stool. Those are things that might indicate that, you know, the bird has been exposed to, to not the greatest conditions and might actually have a medical problem. 
Um, you certainly want to see if the foster owner or the rescue people can actually help you take the bird out, see if this bird is handleable, if the bird um, will come out to them, whether it's shy or if you give it some time, will it come out of its cage? Does it make noise? Um, does it, is it interactive? Most, most parrots, when they're socialized properly, will come out um, and squawk a little bit and talk. I mean, if there are some of the bigger uh, breeds of birds that have vocabulary, they might say, hi bird or say their name. Um, certainly not something that's required, but something that's fun and, and shows you that someone has taken the time to teach this bird some vocabulary. Um, and you do want to see how the bird moves around. Um, some older birds have arthritis and will sit very still and, and not move around the cage. Um, most birds, you know, when they're approached by a stranger, will move around that cage, be quite active. If they're out of the cage, they may hop around on top of the cage or try to jump off a perch. And that's all normal behavior, being attentive and alert like that. Um, you don't necessarily want to see a bird that's just sitting still and becoming and, and, and is really inactive that can be a sign of illness. Um, so, you know, you could start online researching some rescue groups. There are some great groups out there. Uh, a big one is Pet Finder. Um, they have all different kinds of pets online and you can put some parameters in when you're searching online for, um, you know, what type of bird you're looking for, what geographic location. Um, ideally, you want to look within uh, a geographic range that you can visit the rescue or the facility, the foster facility. Um, sometimes you can't visit the rescue facility itself because they have so many birds, but they do work with foster homes that take um, individual birds or small groups of birds in where you can visit them. Now remember that um, some of the best rescue facilities have certain requirements. They will make you fill out some paperwork. They may ask you for references. This is very, very common because they want to make sure that that bird does not end up uh, being returned to the same rescue facility over and over again. Um, birds in particular, you know, will be loud. Sometimes they can be nippy and they want to make sure that you understand what you're getting into. They want to make sure that you're not going to abuse the bird any in any way and, and sometimes it can be frustrating because there sometimes there are a lot of questions that they'll ask. Um, they'll ask you for a veterinarian's reference. Um, have you had a bird before? Do you work with a veterinarian? They'll ask you for personal references about what kind of person you are. They also want to make sure, many of them want to make sure you have a job so that you can provide the proper caging and food and medical care for these birds. Remember, again, some of these birds live dozens and dozens of years and, and can be quite expensive over time. So they want to make sure that the bird is being... Um, adopted into a very stable environment where someone really knows what they're getting into and has the resources to provide for this bird properly so that it's not just a revolving door of birds ending up, you know, going from foster care back into a home and then go back to the rescue facility to be rehomed all over again. And I think, you know, it can be, you really can't take it personally if they're asking you questions, the, the rescue facility, about how you're going to care for this bird, whether you've thought about it. They're just doing it to protect the birds. So many hundreds of birds um, end up in these rescue facilities every year and it's because people just don't know what they're getting into. 
So um, there, I have worked with some large rescue facilities. Um, there are some particular facilities, um, one called the Gabriel Foundation. It's located in Denver, Colorado. I was amazed when I visited the Gabriel Foundation at what an incredible operation it is. I mean, they have Amazons who are outside in flight cages getting fresh air. You know, in Colorado where it can be really cold and there's snow on the ground, those birds are out um, more than 300 days a year, uh, you know, weather permitting, they're outside, they're getting fresh air. When they're, when the, the people providing food for these animals prepare the food, it's like a restaurant. You know, they chop up all these vegetables, they provide a lot of fresh food, and they have a routine. They have a whole staff that does this. So for many of these rescue facilities, this is a full-time job for these people. They're really dedicated to uh, making sure these animals are cared for properly. And they're attuned to the fact that these poor birds may be coming from horrible, horrible situations. Um, they may be coming from really serious, abusive situations. And, and some birds need really, really uh, attentive care. They need patience. They need kindness. They need to learn how to trust humans again. So I do think, as I've said before here, that um, if you're thinking of getting an animal from a rescue facility, you find out as much as you possibly can about this bird's history. Um, some birds are very well socialized and they go right into new homes and they do really, really well. Others are going to take more time. Um, they're going to take more patience. They're going to take more training. Um, they, you may have to undo some habits that have been developed. Um, you may have to teach them um, patience. You may have to teach them trust. You may have to work on changing their diets. Um, you may have to deal with some habits that you don't love, like screaming. So, it, you know, those are things you want to know before you bring the bird home. Um, you don't want to bring the bird out of its environment, that you know, the rescue that it's in, bring it into a new home and then find out, oh, this is not the right bird and then have to bring it back. It's very stressful, not just for you, but for that bird. So learning as much as possible before you bring that bird in is really, really important. Um, realize, too, that while there are many well-intentioned people uh, who foster birds and rescue them, not all rescues are created equal. Some of them run like a machine. As I mentioned, the Gabriel Foundation is phenomenal. Um, but there are others that are more haphazard, where people mean to do the right thing, and they bring birds into their homes, and they're not really professionally trained. And it becomes kind of a messy situation where, you know, birds are on top of birds, and there are not enough people caring for these birds. And there's potential for spread of illness. Um, and, and the people, again, caring for these birds may be well-intentioned, but um, it's not a great situation. So try to try to get references even from the rescue facility. Um, can they provide you names of people, if they're willing to, um, who have adopted birds from the facility or from foster care and who have done really well with these facilities, who have well-adjusted birds now in their homes? Um, it goes both ways. They want to make sure that you're the right owner for the new bird, but you want to make sure that this is the right place for you to adopt a bird from. So it, it can be a little bit sticky, but there are some really phenomenal rescues out there. And just remember, you know, while yes, it's great to bring a little baby bird into your home, if that's what you're looking for, and, and many pet stores and breeders have phenomenal little cute newborn birds, um, you know, there's some older birds too who need homes as well, just as like there are, there are older cats and dogs or middle-aged cats and dogs in shelters who 
might not be the first pet to be adopted, um, but who really are, are deserving of a wonderful uh, home and a second chance as well. So just remember again, um, before you even think about getting a bird, whether it's from a store, a breeder, a rescue group, a foster home, um, wherever you're thinking, please, please research that bird. Don't do it on a whim. Don't bring that bird in just because it's pretty or it's interactive or it talks or, you know, it does tricks. Think about what this bird is going to be for you long term because you don't want your bird to end up in one of these rescue facilities because it's not meeting your expectations or, you know, it's not what you thought it would be. Um, I hope that I've given you a little bit of insight into what foster care is um, before you rescue what you should consider. Um, just remember that when you're listening to Zoo Nation throughout these episodes, you can follow the Zupreme Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show and you can actually ask me questions, whether it's about rescue, foster care, um, whatever you want about birds to answer on the show. And you're also going to see some sneak peeks to episodes there that you may have missed there um, as well. So if you have any questions, feel free to contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess. You're listening to Zoo Nation, and thanks so much for listening today. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.